We hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. I love All Out Sunday. It's, a, it's one of my favourite days of the year because um, I, I love seeing you. Uh, we miss you on a Sunday when you're not here. And I understand that there's some, some Sundays that people just can't meet together and, and that's cool. And so I'm not trying to give you grief about that. But I love coming to this Sunday because lots of us are here. And maybe some of us are not even here today for one reason or another, and that's okay. But I just love it because I love getting together. I love encouraging one another, love spurring one another on because we live in a world that is, is just full of um, just people that, you know, put people down, you know, we live in that Kiwi culture, uh, you, can, you know, you're not supposed to be good at anything and all that, but I love this church, I love our church, and I love you as a people because we're, we're about encouraging one another and, and championing one another on, amen, and so this morning I, I've just been meditating on uh, what, would, what would the Lord want to say to us, how would He encourage us, you and to me, and, and, uh, and so uh, I, I love the Scripture. Um, and if you've been part of this church, you would hear it. It gets quoted a lot. But there's a Scripture in John chapter 10, verse 10. And it's in and around a story of, of Jesus telling a story about a shepherd and the sheepfold and that the sheep know the shepherd's voice and, and, uh, and all that sort of stuff. And, but, and then he talks about how, you know, uh, the, the one that sneaks over the sheepfold or the, or the fence uh, are imposters. They don't know his voice. And, and then there's this scripture that comes up in John chapter 10, verse 10, where it says that the devil comes to steal, kill and destroy, but I've come to give you life and life in its fullness. Uh, fullness of life. And, and as I was just praying about what to, what to share this morning, I, I want to encourage you about fullness of life. Uh, are you living a full life? Not full of a whole lot of the, the, the to-do list. Who's got a to-do list that is longer than the Nile? Uh, I don't know, you know, uh, we all have a to-do list. Is oh, I've got to, you tick one thing off and then another thing gets put on the bottom. It's like one step forward, not even two back. It's like four steps back. And there's this to-do list and you're full of life. But is it the things that we're supposed to be full of? Are we experiencing the, the life that Jesus has come to give us? And so I want to share this morning about uh, experiencing the fullness of life. Uh, many of us would have probably experienced lots of different things. And I've got just two stories that I'm going to share about a couple of the ex experiences that I have had um, uh, quite a few years ago. And, and I apologise now, I'm not going to make your, your, you lead yourself to the imagery that I may share. But if you come up with the imagery, that's your fault, it's not mine. <laughs> But I apologise for it in advance, um, and you will find out. But uh, many years ago, we decided that we wanted to go uh, and experience Anzac Day in Gallipoli, in Turkey. And I don't know, has anyone been to Turkey? 
school. It's great, very biblical place. But uh, we went for uh, nothing biblical at all. We went there to experience the Anzacs, the Australian New Zealand Army Corps, and, and where, the, where the Gallipoli happened. And, and so we went there to Gallipoli. And, and so we're in Turkey, and, and so I'm with Desiree, um, Desiree's mum and dad, and all your, all your brothers, all your sisters, just your brother. Yeah, that's why it wasn't awkward for you, right? Um, anyway, let's keep going. <laughs> and, and so we decide, hey, what, what, we should experience some of the Turkish culture. And, and we, saw a, we saw a pamphlet for a, a Turkish bath. And um, so we thought, this is going to be a good idea. This is going to be a good experience, you know. You go to another country, you want to you want to get into the culture. You know, I love going to uh, um, like different places and experiencing the food and all that sort of stuff. But uh, let's experience a bit more of the culture. And so, um, Desiree, uh, Desiree's brother, and, and I think Desiree's brother, Desiree, and did you did your mum do it? Who did you do? Who did you? Just, oh, that's why it wasn't awkward for you, right? Um, again, again. And so we thought, oh, let's do a Turkish bath. And uh, so we, we go in and we, we've got our boardies and all that sort of stuff. And, and we see a sign. Mm. Immediately it's like, oh. But then I thought, well, we're, me and... Uh, Gareth, Desiree's brother, we've been we've been grow, we've grown up uh, in the rugby scene, and uh, rugby is just big open showers and anyway, so this is this is not going to be awkward at all, and so um, we go in there and they they give you a cloth and I tell you honestly <laughs> that this cloth was almost as big and maybe slight no it's probably a little bit smaller but whole well. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, and so basically it was towels only. And so I'm in there and there's just a whole lot of... <laughs> and, uh, and so the first thing they do is they... Oh, yes, it's not, it's not mixed. Praise the Lord. I would have ran out of there. Um, yeah, yeah, not mixed. And, and so we're in there and there's this massive stone on the, in the middle and there's a whole lot of just like little little seats on the outside and then, and then and so they direct you like you can't I can't speak any of the Turkish language and and they just tell you that they point you and so you go and find a place on the stone and there's a whole lot of people lying on the stone remember you've only got this <laughs> and so you're like what? trying to position yourself a little bit and like, how do I do this thing? And, and uh, so you lie on the stone and you just shut your eyes. That's the best thing for you. Just shut your eyes. And I'm like, I want to experience this Turkish bath, but I don't know if I want to experience this much. And, and you just got to be, be careful when you open your eyes because you just anyway. And they come along and they, 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 um, they touch, they grab you. And they, they, they take you over to the little washing cubicle. 
And so you're there sitting and someone's coming along and they wash you and the guy that was washing me uh, graciously points out that I was apparently really dirty. Um, and so anyway... And then, then, he, then the thing is he took me back to the stone and he, I had the llama back and he's washing, you know, they don't wash that part, but hey, they wash you. And I opened up my eyes at one stage because I just had to shut my eyes the whole time. And I look up and this guy is sweating because it's hot. There's a, mix, there's a lot of moisture in the room. And I just see this bead of sweat just, drib- just start dribbling down here, down to the top of his nose. And it falls off. And I'm looking straight up at this thing. And this little bit of sweat, moisture, whatever it was, I didn't want it, falls down. And I was coming down. I'm like, where's this thing going to land? And I was coming closer. And I'm like, and it lands right on my lips. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, talk about an experience. I'm like, I'm never going back and having a Turkish bath again. That was an experience. I don't know if you've had any experiences like this, but that was a fullness experience. I could have, I would have been happy to have just a half experience. Just, uh, just, just let me just sit there. I can wash myself, do my own thing. Let's go get out of there. But no, it was a full, it was a full experience. Another another time uh, in my life, I, I was working in, in London and my boss uh, graciously invited me to a, a racing day. It was awesome. It was, it was like nine different types of vehicles that we could drive and starting from go-karts to uh, finishing with Formula 4 open world, uh, just, just like Formula 1, Formula 4. You can do the math. It's like, uh, so pretty awesome vehicles, pretty cool cars to be driving. And, um, you know, we had go-karts. We had uh, Nissan Pathfinders, and you drive this four-wheel truck, and there's tennis balls hanging down from trees, and you've got to try and hit them with the wing mirrors, and just really, really cool. And one of the, one of the cars that we got to drive was a, a 911 Porsche. Uh, who knows that? That's just going to be a good experience right there. And uh, so I'm just driving this, this, this car and, and uh, what they do is they have an instructor in the car with you, a, a co-pilot as such. And the thing with the co-pilot is they all work for the company and so they all have this little competition going because uh, the, the goal is it's not about uh, winning a race, it's all on time trial. So the, the goal is to try and get, uh, you've, you've got to get the fastest lap time. That's how you end up winning for the day and all that sort of stuff. And so they're really uh, intense on telling us what to do because there's com- competition going through the instructors and all that. And so I was with this guy in the 911 Porsche and he was telling me, he's just like, just do exactly what I tell you to do. I'm like, okay, all right. But I know I'm a good driver. Don't, don't we? Who knows that they're a good driver? Put your hand up if you think you're a good driver, if you know that you're, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so, but a Porsche, uh, Porsche 911 is, is actually very different to drive than your standard, uh, you know, rear wheel drive because the weight is in the, anyway. But so I had to listen to the instructor. And so the first time he's like, just do exactly what I tell you to do. But 
my instincts or what I thought was right kicked in. And so we're going down the street and um, he, he goes, I'm going to tell you to power on the accelerator before you even think you're supposed to. And so I'm going and he goes, now, and I don't listen to him. And then he goes, turn, and I don't listen to him. And I just drive the car the way that I think the car's supposed to be driven. And I get to the corner, and I just totally spin out, and I do a massive whole lot of 360s. And he just looks at me. (laughs) You didn't do what I told you to do. I mean, this guy was really, he really wanted to get a fast lap. And I'm like, all right, we'll do it right the next time. We'll do it right the next time. He's like, okay, cool. Just do it how I tell you to do it. He's like, all right, we'll do it. And we're driving, accelerator on, this thing is going as fast as it can go. And uh, he goes, now, and I don't do it. And he says, turn now, I don't do it. Power on now, I don't do it. And again, I go off the track and I start spinning around. And he just looks at me again. He goes, oh, well, you're never going to get the fast lap. I'm like, okay, all right then, fine. I'll do what you tell me to do. And so I get in this, because we're in this car again, we go around, and, he, and, I, and I just had to, all right, this time I'm just going to do what I do, what he tells me to do, and if I spin out, I'm going to say, well, you told me to do it. Because <laughs> don't we like that answer? Oh, you told me to do it. Anyway, so we're on, the, we're accelerators down. He goes, now, I brake or I turn, I can't remember what it was, and I, I turn, and he goes, now, and I put the accelerator back on, and we just, this thing just hugged the, the, the corner, and, and then we actually made it past the first corner, and then the next one, he's like, now, man, and we got around, and I came third out of 100 people. <laughs> now, oh, bragging rights right there, yeah, anyway, but but that was a that was a great experience. I, I that was a joyful experience. There was an like I, I didn't make make it right earlier in the day. But as I started to listen and as I started to learn, uh, what happened is I ended up learning something about how to drive a 911 Porsche. So if anyone's got a 911 Porsche, I can give you some instructions, and I'll, I will take you for a drive. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, when it comes to John 10.10, 10, the devil comes to steal, kill and destroy, but I've come to give you life and life in its fullness. Uh, I, w- I wonder what sort of fullness of life are we living? Do we, do we live a life that just, oh man, we get to the end of our life and we just think, man, this is it. This is why I'm done. I'm ready. But I, I want to go to John chapter 10, verses 7 through 13. And read this this morning. I've actually got it from the uh, the the, tra- uh, the Passion Translation. Uh, and so Jesus has told the story uh, about the, the 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 gate and the shepherd and the uh, and the wolf or the person coming over the sheepfold. And there was a bit of mis the disciples didn't understand it. And so then Jesus now retells it to them in a plainer way uh, from verses seven onwards. It says this, so when Jesus went over it again, I speak to your eternal truth. I am the gate for the flock. All those who broke in before me are thieves who came to steal, but the shepherd never listened to them. I am the gateway. To enter through me is to experience life, freedom, and satisfaction. A thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal 
slaughter and destroy, but I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow. I am the good shepherd who lays down my life as a sacrifice for the sheep. But the worker who serves only for wages is not a real shepherd because he has no heart for the sheep. He will run away and abandon them when he sees the wolf coming and then the wolf mules, mauls the sheep and drags them off and scatters them. Now, I think sometimes in our life though, we understand and we know the Scripture. We know, we know that Jesus has come to give us life and life in its fullness. But I wonder, and we know that the devil comes to steal, kill and destroy. But I wonder in our life that, that sometimes we're just sitting back and, and, and we're just blaming the devil for a whole lot of things. We think that it's his job, that, is, he's, uh, that, that it's his fault that, that, that we've messed up or it's his fault that, that we haven't. See, I, like I was sharing in, with that Porsche 9-11 scenario, I, I, I wanted to do it my way. I wasn't listening. I wasn't listening to what the instructor was telling me to do. And so I was like, no, because why? I think I knew best. I, I, I know how to drive cars. I'm a man. I know how to drive. Every every man in this room knows how to drive a car, don't they? Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, we think we know how to drive a car. Anyway, but the the thing is, is that we as as Christians sometimes we sit back and we think I know how to do this. And, that, and sometimes we're not actually having the fullness of life. It's just because we're saying, I know how to do this. I know how to do this thing. I know how to drive a car. Don't tell me what to do, Lord. I know how to handle my money. I know how to not forgive. I know how to hold on to grudges. I know how to hold on to disappointment and hurt. But, but if you want to live a full life and you want to live the, 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 the full experience, if you want to have the nose drip from heaven... You've got to surrender everything of your life. <laughs> Don't worry. There was times I wanted to get out of that place and run. But isn't there sometimes we, in our Christian life, we want to also get out of that place and run. But if we want to live life to the full, we've got to surrender everything in our heart. We've got to surrender all the areas. And I wonder what areas you're not experiencing fullness of life. And this is not to condemn you at all. This is to say, hey, we've got a Lord that loves you. We know Jesus that, like He said, He laid down His life. Uh, my life as a sacrifice for the sheep. He's paved the way. He's laid everything down for you and for me. And, and it's all just waiting there for us to step into. But for some reason or another, we have to, the, 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 not some reason or another, the Lord gives us an opportunity to do what we want to do. And we choose of whether we want to experience fullness of life. And I pray today that you'll know the fullness of the Lord. I pray today you'll know His love and His grace. You know, it was a real honour on Friday um, to be uh, with Norman. Uh, Norman passed away this week or earlier at the beginning of the week and his, and his funeral was on Friday. And, uh, you know, just, just listening to the family and listening to uh, Muriel and, and everything and, and just this, that, that amazing Psalm, Psalm 23. 
and, and David pins it, and, and it's just a, 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 just a phenomenal psalm. And, and it was brought up at the funeral. Why? Because this was something that was dear to Norman and Muriel's heart. And, and, and just reading it and, and over the week, and, and I talked a little bit about it at the funeral. But uh, this, this psalm is just a great picture of a fullness of life. And so I want to read it to you this morning out, out of the pan, the, the pan translation, the The Passion Translation. Um, It says this, The Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in His luxurious love. In His luxurious love. His His track takes me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where He restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along in His footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honour to His name. Lord, even when Your path takes me through the valley of the deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me. For you are already, for you already have. I love that because if, if Jesus has conquered us, nothing else can. Uh, you remain close to me and lead me through, uh, though it, through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be alone, lonely. For you are near. You become my uh, delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with the fragrance of the Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of of you until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For the goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterwards, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence to be forever with you. Isn't that a, that's just an amazing uh, psalm, amazing piece of scripture of just someone knowing the fullness of life. Someone stepping into the fullness of life. And, and really it's just determining that the Lord is my shepherd. Uh, and, 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 and I will always have enough. I'm not going to go through the whole thing for, for the sake of time, but uh, as like, I want to I just share that last scripture in verse 5. It says, You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? He anoints you the fullness of life. I want to tell you this morning, friends, I want to tell you, church, the fullness of life is knowing that you're anointed and empowered by the Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit has come and He's been sent by Jesus to come and live inside of us. And I pray that everyone in this room knows a heavenly language. They know what it is to be able to sing in the Spirit. They know what it is to pray and believe and, 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 and experience the fullness of God. Because so I, I don't want you to live a life half full. I want you to live a life knowing the power and the presence of God. And Norman and Muriel were very clear with me. They said, the one thing that we want to know, we want everyone to know at Norman's funeral is that Jesus loves you. And then again, this morning, I want to tell you, Jesus loves you and He's got a full life for you. 
But just like me, I think sometimes what we need to do in the Porsche is get out of the driver's seat and actually turn into the co-pilot seat. Or if we're going to determine to stay in the driver's seat, we've got to listen to the co-pilot. <laughs> Amen. I want to I just share um, just three things this morning. We're not going to be too much longer, actually. But I believe that the Lord wants to do do some things in our lives. I want to. I pray that you're encouraged. Uh, to enter through me is to experience life to the full, or is it just life? That's the that's the words that the shepherd was using back in uh, John chapter ten. To enter through me is to experience life. See, I wonder if we're experiencing fullness of life through Jesus Christ. The first thing I believe that we we can, we can have that comes into our life, that, 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 that we can um, place in our life that will bring, bring a, an, an experience like none other is, is firstly, number one, to listen. It's a very, it's, a, it's, a, it's an easy thing to listen. But then the harder part is to then obey. I was listening to the driver, the co-driver, but... For some reason, my instincts, everything about me, I didn't want to do that. Have you ever experienced that even in our Christian walk? Like, oh, I've, I've, I've read this, I've heard this, Lord. But it's everything inside, it just doesn't, it just doesn't, it just doesn't. And I hear this, and I, this is not a tithing message, I'm not trying to pay anyone out. But I, I talk to a lot of people about, uh, around their finances and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, have you got that principle of tithing in your life? Do you understand that? Do you, do you want to, you know, this is what the Bible says. Oh, yeah, but it just doesn't seem right. It never seems right. It didn't seem right to me either. I'm not going to give my money away. It's my money. But was I listening? I wasn't listening. But then I started reading my Bible in and around it and I started hearing and I started reading different scriptures. And then slowly I started obeying. And slowly, it didn't, doesn't, it's never not an issue now. But I think that's just like a lot of things. We listen to God. Um, in Proverbs chapter 8, verse 1, it says this, Listen as wisdom calls out. Hear as understanding rises her voice. I've found a lot in life is that the Holy Spirit does call out. That's what you were saying. That's, I, and that's okay. We choose who we want to listen to. Living a life to the fullness should always start with coming from the Lord. And how, and, and, and how His Word is speaking to us. I want to encourage you to, today that who you listen to will determine the course, course of your life. If you've got people in your world that are godly men and women, I pray that they are also searching the Word for you. Not just giving their opinion, they're backing, backing advice up with the Word of God. I pray you're not just listening to anybody. I pray that you've got people that are going to encourage you. But little wisdom does call out. Proverbs 15, 31. If you listen to constructive criticism, you will be at home among the wise. You know, this is so true. This is so true. 
But I've also heard a lot of destructive criticism. Amen. And if you've ever had destructive criticism, you've got to figure out how to shift that. You've got to figure out, I've had a lot of destructive criticism from from my father. And most of you will know this. and, And me and my dad are all good now. But growing up, my dad used to call me all sorts of names. That was destructive criticism. But I didn't listen. In the end, I had to listen to the voice of God and who God had called me to be and who God had made me to be. And I had to get rid of some of that destructive criticism. No, if you listen to good criticism, you're in amongst the wise. So how do you hear God? I'm asking, you don't have to give me an answer, but if we're wanting to live a fullness of life, friends, I want to encourage you, how do you hear God yourself? I pray that you might get something uh, because on a Sunday, we're here to encourage. We're here just to point. We're here to provoke. We're here to love. We're here to bring hope. We're here to bring peace. But we're also here to say, hey, how are you hearing God? How, how, how do you hear, hear Him? Because He wants to speak to you individually. He wants to speak into your life. And in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, you may know the Scripture, but it says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Uh, if you want to live a fullness of life, are you listening to what the Word of God says to you? And I pray that there's, if there's a grapple with the Word of God, just go on a journey with them. Get, get wise counsel for it. Find out more. If you have to, Google it. But be wise around it. So then faith comes by hearing, hearing the Word of God. I love it. I can, I've got, we've got I don't know, a number of pastors in this room. And, and they read their Bibles. And often they've shared something out of their Bible. And I'm like, well, I've never realised that. Has anyone had that before? Because the Holy Spirit wants to bring something alive to you and to me. And He wants to speak to you. But are we prepared to listen? I pray if you want to live a fullness of life, you've got to listen to the Word of God. Listen to the voice of Jesus. Um, The next thing, you want to live a fullness of life, you've got to learn to trust. You've got to learn to trust the Lord. Trust everything to the Lord. We know Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. And, and for the sake of time, I'm only going to read 5 and 6, but from 1 through to 10, it's just such a great proverb. But trust in the Lord with what? All your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all you do, and He will show you which path to take. Where, where right now are you finding it hard just to trust? Where are you finding it hard to trust Jesus? Because of and I understand this. I, I know what it's like. And there's areas in my life that I'm still just trusting God. But there's areas in life I'm trying to trust God in it. Anyone with me on that one? Yeah, I'm, I've not got it all together. No way, miles away. I've got to sanctify my heart every day. I've got to say, Lord, help. <laughs> Lord, help. I'm trusting you. You're going to get me through this day. And it's not because I'm tired or worn out or I'm, I'm working through any emotional circumstance. I'm just like, Lord, I know that there's, there's, there's going to be a whole lot of things today that I just don't, I know in my natural ability, I'm not going to know the answers to. But I'm going to trust you today. How do you start your day? How do you go about trusting God? Is there areas in your life right now where we're, we're just trusting Him in, the, in a certain area? 
is just something that's been really, really difficult. Well, I want to tell you that to step in to the fullness of experience of God, you've got to learn to just trust Him. You've got to learn to just, just put one foot in front of the other. Where do you need the Lord currently in your life? I pray there's, there's an area of your life right now you need Jesus. Because if there's not an area where you don't need Him, it means you don't have any faith. I'm not saying that harshly, but faith is trusting God. Faith is doing something that you don't have control about. I'm trusting you, Lord, to do this. I don't know. When it comes to tithing, I'm sorry that I'm using tithing this morning, but um, I was just like, I never trust. I like, what is this? But now oh, I'm trust, I, I, I know I can trust God in it. I just do. But there's been times where I'm like, all right, God, oh, you've got to help me do this. And then when I shared before about my dad, I had to trust God to take the hurt. Because in, in all of my abilities, there was no way that I could handle it. Every time it came to an older call or something, I was crying. I'm like, I've got to get rid of this. Right, well, you can be stronger. You can do this. You just read your Bible more and you just, you know, write it out on your toothbrush and memorize it and, and, and you'll get through it. Well, you can do it. Next week, same older call. Ooh, I'm a mess. Insecure. Just, uh, you know, I wasn't, I've shared this before. I've had a massive insecurity battle. But it wasn't until I fully put my hands in God's hand. And I, I said, Lord, I'm trusting you to help me do this. And, I, and here's this, I share this this morning because you can do this as well. The fullness of life is there for you. You don't have to keep hanging on to insecurity or, or fear or anxiety or anything like that. I know this this morning. I know I'm preaching because just, uh, I, yeah. <laughs> we'll edit that bit out of the tape. Uh, tape. Podcast. What is a tape? I don't even know what a tape is. Oh, where are we? Trusting. Oh, where do you need to let the Lord fully into your life? Why? Because it'll be awesome. You'll get that fullness experience. And it's going to be way better than a Turkish bath. Amen. <laughs> the roller coaster ride of giving your life to the Lord is the greatest experience that you can ever do. You're, you, you, you're going to go up, you're going to go down, you're going to get twisted upside down, uh, but you will get to the end. Why? Because you're harnessed in. Because uh, we, we actually, when, you know, the roller coaster of Christian life, we just don't trust the harness. We, we just think, oh, we're... Ah! But sometimes if you're, if you're upside down and you're at the bottom of the loop, you just got to hold on. Oh, no, this is, we're going to get there. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of the death, I'm going to fear no evil. It's like, ah. I was with my brother and my half-brother once. We are on just the circle one, the loop, the loop. And it got stuck up there. And well, yeah, I'm like, oh. man, was I trusting the harness then? But sometimes in life we forget that we're harnessed in. Come on, uh, the Lord has harnessed you and 
Those who listen to instruction will prosper. Those who trust the Lord will be joyful. Let me read that. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 20. Those who listen to instructions will prosper. Those who trust the Lord will be joyful. Um, Ephesians chapter 3, verses 16 to 18, it says this, I pray that from His glorious unlimited resource, He will empower you with inner strength through His Spirit. Then Christ will make His home in your hearts as you trust in Him. See, when you trust in the Lord, what's going to happen here is your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. When you trust in the Lord, your roots are growing deep into God's love and He will keep you strong. When you trust in the Lord, your roots are going deep into God's love and He'll keep you strong. Sometimes we feel like we're going to get knocked over. Why? Because we're not trusting in God and our roots haven't gone very deep. But when we choose to trust in God, the, the, the answer to the equation is deeper revelation in God's love. And that's the fullness of expression of life that I want to experience. And I pray that you want to experience that as well. But it's by the power of God. It's, a, it's only the, something that the Lord can give to you. Uh, we can experience kindness. We can experience championing one another on. We can pat people on the back. We can hug people. We can kiss people. We can hold hands. We can do all that stuff. But the reality is you can still turn around after this morning's message and this morning's meeting together and this morning's lunch out there and the fun that we're going to have. You can get in your car and five minutes down the road, you're back into tears because you don't believe who God's called you to believe. And you're like, oh man, I wish I'm living in this fullness of life. Ah, friend, this morning, I want to tell you, you can, you can still live in the fullness of life. It's just by choosing to trust in God, letting your roots grow down deep into Him, and you'll experience His love that will bring joy into your spirit. That's something to praise Jesus about this morning. Amen. Come on, give the Lord praise. Why don't we grab the music team? Please, thank you guys. I've always found in life that the more I've trusted the Holy Spirit's leading, the more my faith has grown. And sometimes we want to get big faith muscles. But I went and worked out with John Morgan last Sunday. I didn't recover until Thursday. Why? Because I was trying to live too much. Isn't that the same in life? We try and live too much with faith. Ah, oh, oh, it's it's uh, it's miracle offering time. Ah, oh, come on, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna write down a pledge for five thousand dollars. Yeah, come on, God, this is gonna be awesome. But you've you've you hadn't you haven't learned how to give a hundred dollars. And, and I'm not saying there's no faith there. And if you've heard God, you've heard God. Uh, but, but there's a, I, I would say, hey, why don't you just start off with just being generous? And, and then you're like, oh, it gets halfway through the year or still haven't, I 
still haven't done anything about that. And then it gets closer to the end. Oh, I still haven't. And you just end up bringing condemnation on yourself. And that's, that. please, that's not anything I'm trying to share. But, but isn't it the same with other areas of faith? Oh, I'm just trusting God in this year. I'm going to trust. This is going to be awesome. I'm just going to trust God. I've never trusted Him in this area before. And we step out and do this leap of faith. Nowhere in the Bible have I heard the Bible say, take leaps of faith. We need to just walk. We need to just step out. Uh, you know, we just, just got to do one thing. But I think sometimes we get disillusioned. Why? Because we've taken, we've gone to try and lift too much. Too much. But I was just train. Just go to the gym. That was your opportunity, Pete, right there. Just, just start stepping out. Just start trusting God in the area. And suddenly you'll find, hey, man, I can do this. I got one of my good friends right. And, I, and I'm, I'm one of the in, the, in the near future, I'm going to get up and he's going to share a, a testimony about how, how he just took a step. And he just took another step in an area of his life. And he's taking that now. That the Lord has just blessed Ryan and Amy phenomenally. Why? Because they just took a step. They just took a step. And so, so my last point this morning is, is you just got to start. If you want to live fullness of life, you just got to start following God in, 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 an, in, in every area of your life. Easy to say, harder to do. But, but Joshua, in, in chapter 6, verse 8, it says, After Joshua spoke to the people, this is going into the promised land, the seven priests with the ram's horn started. They started marching in the presence of the Lord. Don't start marching to the own beat of your drum. Don't start doing this. Start marching in the presence of God. Hear from the Lord. Listen to Him. Just trust Him and then start. And then the Lord will lead you and guide you. He started marching in the presence of the Lord, blowing the horns as they marched, and the ark of the Lord's covenant followed behind them. So I was talking, I was just preparing this message and we know the story of Joshua. They go into the promised land and the very, the very first city, the town they have to conquer is Jericho. And a lot of us may know the story about how they walk around it once every day. And then on the final day, they walk around it another uh, six times. And as the Lord was just, I was just preparing this, I just felt there's people in this room have just felt, well, I wanted to start, but it started now and it's too late to catch up. But the great thing about the story of Jericho is that it was a wall and it came back around. And it came back around. I want to tell you the prom prom a promise of God that is that He will never leave you or nor forsake you. And if you feel like you missed a start, I want to tell you this morning, it's coming back around. It's coming back around. You can get back on. You can start again. You can jump in and you will, and you will experience victory when the time comes. But it's up to us on whether we're going to choose to start. See, let's listen to God. Let's trust God. And let's just start one step after another. Peter took a step out of the boat. Just a step. Nehemiah placed a rock. It was just a rock. Just had to start. Anyone driven out around the peninsula lately? 
It amazes me that how they made that stone wall all the way around, holding the water back from the road. And now they're redoing it further north for a cycle lane. I mean, how many rocks is that? What do they need to do? They just need to start. And sometime in the near future, hopefully, it'll be finished and everyone will be enjoying the cycle lanes and the walking ways. But that's never going to be finished if it never gets a start. Uh, Peter just took a step. Nehemiah just placed a rock. Elisha just struck the Jordan. David walked out on a field. Moses ran to meet Pharaoh. Esther started beauty treatment. Rahab hid some spies. Noah lifted a hammer. Gideon got out of the wine press. Daniel opened the windows and kept praying. What did they do? They just started. They just started. If you want to live the fullness of life, sometimes we've just got to start. And we've got to start trusting God, start listening to His promises. What is your start today? What what is your start? Many of you will have different starts, many different areas, but what's the Lord saying to you? What's your start? I pray your start. I just pray your start. If you feel like you missed the start, I want to tell you the promise is walking back around and just get on again. Just start again today. I want to tell you, it's not walking back around. It's, it's back at the start and God's ready for you to start. See, out of Mosgiel, what are we doing? Just starting. Well, we listened. Yeah, I, we've heard God. Great group of people out there we wanted to partner with and we're just starting. We're trusting God. I really wanted to use a Christian swear word. Yes, we're trusting God. I'm freaking out a little bit because this is all of our worship team. This, they're all here today. Oh, we've got one more drummer somewhere. Here he is. Uh, we've got two more keyboardists. This is all of our guitarists. And we've got another campus. The Lord is just like, just do what I tell you to do. Well, it's not right, Lord. It doesn't feel right. We need to have this. We need to have that. No, just do what I tell you to do. All right, so we're going to start. Well, what's going to happen? We're going to start trust God. What's going to happen? Oh, I don't know. But we were just going to place a rock. We're just going to lift a hammer. Uh, we're just going to start beauty treatment. <laughs> Amen. If you don't know the story of that one, just read it, the book of Esther. Fullness of life. I pray that you're not living half the life that Jesus, the shepherd, laid down his life for. I pray you're living your fullness of life. It was an honour on Friday to officiate at Norman's funeral and I just thought, man, this man has led a full life. And I I was like, man, I pray that for you today. It's all all out Sunday. I pray that you'll live a full life. You'll know the love of God, you'll know the power of your Holy of the Holy Spirit living in you and through you, and it's only in Him, and it's only in the, in the power of God that we'll really know the fullness of life. Why don't we stand to our feet as we finish and pray this morning? We hope you enjoyed this message recorded at Equipus Church, Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com.